I once dealt with a similar dogman-like creature when I was in my early 20s back in 2011. My grandpa, Tom, was complaining that there was something causing a ruckus late at night for the past week, so I, being the nice grandchild I am, decided to stay at his house over the weekend to see what was up. Sure enough, late at night, I began to hear noises, so I went outside with my 45 ready to confront whatever was lurking outside. I was expecting to see a coyote, which is common in the area, but instead I saw what can only be described as a dog man, with the upper half of a dog and a man from the waist down. As I approached the dog man, it quickly turned its head 180 degrees like an owl, let out a deep gut yip and started to charge at me in reverse with extreme hast. I emptied every bullet I had into that abomination and though it slowed the dog man, it was still able to crawl with its muscular upper dog legs at me. Dear God, I thought to myself as I looked, stunned, at this thing in the eye and saw only the devil starring back at me. I quickly grabbed a nearby gardening hoe and, with a mighty swipe, yelled, I'm going to send you back to hell, you goddamn dogman. My blow landed on his grotesque dogman head, with brains erupting from all directions. Thankfully, it was enough to put down the creature. I decided not to tell my grandpa pa what was causing the noise, as I don't think his feeble heart could handle such a tale. He was, after all, kicked out of the local church because he thought that the altar boy was possessed by demons. So I took the body of the dogman and buried it out back behind the house. It's five years later and there is now an apple tree that grows where it is buried, never bearing fruit or leaves even in spring. I am an outdoorsman. I'm very experienced in hunting, camping, hiking, and general survival. I'm very familiar and used to wildlife, and I was charged by what I believe was a cryptid called a dogman. It charged me and my cousin. It was not a bear, a bear cannot move how it did, and it was not a normal wolf as they can't comfortably run on two legs, whereas what charged us seemed natural at doing. This happened around June or July of 2007, I believe. I was around 17 years old and more cocky then, but still somewhat knowledgeable about the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in NW Wisconsin. I basically grew up there in the summer. I knew the woods well, but at night it was wise to stay in the cabin or at least by the bonfire by the beach, because of bears, wolves, and cougars. One of the creepiest things was that if you were having a bonfire, the tree line was visible from the fire pit and beach, and at night you always felt like you were being watched from that tree line. But, during the day, the woods appeared normal, not creepy, until this incident. So this happened somewhere between 1200 and 1400. I was in full woodland camo, he was not. I retreated onto the ATV trail into the woods for a tactical advantage and our battle took us about 200 meters up to about a third of the way up the trail. We had enough at this point and were standing at the edge of a clearing on the trail talking, and he was maybe 10 feet from me when I decided to mess with him. I shushed him and said we're being watched. He froze. Then I realized the woods were dead quiet, and I got spooked and started scanning the tree line and the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away. It was panting and staring at my cousin. I don't expect you to believe me, 
But what I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds, but it wasn't normal. This wolf was on two legs crouching next to a tree with its arm grasping the tree, grasping with a clawed hand. It had reddish brown fur. I told my cousin that we have to go and next thing I know, he is sprinting and I look back at Wolfie, who had locked on and sprinted a few steps on two feet, and then I turned and ran when it looked like Wolfie was dropping to all fours. It charged us and sounded right on our asses barreling through the brush, but for whatever reason, let us go when we broke out of the tree line and headed for the cabin. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size. Wally appeared to be nearly seven tall when upright, and where it should have had front paws, it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally. I have heard wolves will occasionally kind of walk upright, but as far as I know they can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears more waddle on two legs. The closest description is silly, like a werewolf or dogman. Edward in New York called in to tell us of his bizarre creature encounter outside Alamogordo, New Mexico, I'm 45. This was back in 1990. I'm driving my friend from Long Island out to Tuscan, Arizona. I'm coming through the mountains into Alamogordo, New Mexico. And this dog comes out, I'm going to hit him. So I stop the truck. I'm pulling a trailer. I'm driving a Toyota pickup with a U-Haul trailer. And I said, all right, and he came up to the driver's side door. Now I know I had plenty of rest because I'm sleeping during the day and he's driving during the day. I drive all night. I wake my buddy up. Darren, wake up. Look at this. The dog got up, and he had short front legs, like a dingo. The eyes were glowing. Dingoes are indigenous to Australia. They're not in the southwest, out in the desert. Anyway, he comes up with I rolled my window down a little bit and I said, no, something's not right. So I locked the door. I pushed the button down with my elbow because I'm left-handed. I hit the door and I reached over with my right hand to roll the window up. He scratched on the window and then he was literally trying to open the door. He stood up on his hind legs, back hind legs, and he was literally trying to lift the door handle like he knew what he was doing. And I said, Darren, wake up. And he looked over and he said, what the hell is that? I put it in first gear. It was a manual truck. I put it in first and I started putting we were on a hill going up. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that was, but that was crazy. He reached out and tried to open the door of the truck. If I hadn't locked it in time, he probably would have opened the door. I'll never forget it. I was about 20 or 21. I'm 45 now. The craziest thing. Sir, I would like to pass along a true story told to me by my grandfather when I was a young man. The story involves my great-grandfather, whose name was James McNamara. He was a patrolman for the New York City Police Department. This incident occurred in October of 1911 during the late evening hours. James was assigned to the theater district, in the area of Broadway and 42nd Street. Another patrolman, by the name of Dobbins, 
was two blocks south on Broadway near 40th Street. Theatergoers were walking about and enjoying the Great White Way when suddenly there were screams emanating from an alleyway just below James' position. Both patrolmen ran toward the ruckus, forcing their way through hundreds of fleeing pedestrians. As they reached the alleyway, a tall, hairy beast ran out onto Broadway and towards 40th Street. Neither patrolman could believe what they saw. An eight-foot-tall wolf with human-like arms and legs, running with skill and speed down the middle of Broadway. Soon the beast was facing a NYC Packard squad car, so it changed direction and started moving back towards McNamara and Dobbins. The beast was growling as it moved forward. The patrolman took positions by a new stand, hiding and waiting for the horrible creature to move before them. Soon the beast was at the entrance of another alleyway near 42nd Street. Both patrolmen pulled their revolvers and took deadly aim. The beast quickly dropped to the gutter. Immediately, McNamara and Dobbins surrounded the body as other officers joined them. None of the public were allowed to come within 100 feet of the unknown canine. The body was quickly removed and taken to the mortuary. Both patrolmen were placed on other assignments. The squad was told by their superiors that this was simply a mistaken identity and that the deceased was a man in a costume. Of course, that was not the truth. The press was later told that a large mad dog caused the disruption and that none of the public were injured. A few months later, a brief article was published in a Louisiana newspaper, the St. Mary Banner, Franklin, Louisiana, and picked up by a few other. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Their media outlets, New York. No sign remained in the Broadway Theater District the next morning following the scenes that were enacted there one night when a maddened beast charged up and down, spreading terror and consternation, causing handsomely gowned women to faint and strong men to leave their cocktails untouched and flee for safety. That lion with the burning tail that broke loose during the Coney Island fire last spring was a tame affair in comparison with the Broadway monster. The beast is described in the police blotter as a large terrier, but it is evident that the police were anxious to minimize the seriousness of the panic. Hundreds of witnesses will testify that the animal was at least eight feet tall and that its foaming mouth and wicked fangs were too terrible for description. The beast was seen first at Broadway and 42nd Street. With a blood-curdling bow. Wow! It rushed up to a beautiful woman as her companion rushed to her assistance and fearlessly planted a kick in the monster's hindquarters. 
Kiyi! screamed the wild thing, as it tore off down Broadway. With the foolhardiness of youth, the two boys tried to seize the animal by its tail. The beast turned upon them and barked horribly. Onto 39th Street, scattering pedestrians right and left, raced the great dog. If it was indeed a dog. At the corner, it emitted a whine that was even more terrifying than its growl and turned back the way it had come. As the beast ran back, Patrolman McNamara and Dobbins drew their revolvers. Dobbins shot straight and true, and the monster keeled over in the gutter. The police have offered no further statements. After I received the email, I contacted Gerald and discussed the information I received. I'm convinced that he is telling me what he was told and that he believes it to be true. I did a bit of research and found an article from the Holbrook News, Holbrook, Arizona, March 1, 1912, though the article seemed to be an edited version of the original text. So did Gotham experience a dogman-slash-upright canine incident? Your thoughts? I apologize for the delay in getting the info concerning the dogman of Clearfield County. This is going way back for me, but I read your article and thought perhaps it just might help you out a bit. Around 1,976 sevenths, in the Madera area of Clearfield County. This would have put me at 6 or 7 years old. We lived just above the town of Madera. It was very remote, with few homes in that area, and very wooded. My dad would often patrol with the local officer from the game commission. I am pointing this out due to the fact of how he reacted when we saw this thing. He was a big guy, and very little scared him. We often shook our heads when he would go outside at night to scare off a bear with only a pitchfork. He knew wildlife, knew what their habits were, knew if they were going to be a problem on the farm, etc. On this night, we were woken by a loud commotion near our front porch. We had outside cats that hung around the porch, and they would scatter when a raccoon or other animal approached the front of the house. When they scattered, it was quite loud, hence the noise that woke us. I remember hearing my dad give his typical angry sigh because he had to get up and see what was out there. He had gone downstairs. The house was quiet. We were all waiting to hear the door shut. Instead, we heard dad let out a bellow. This had us all running for the stairs. He was standing back from the door, gun in hand, and his face was, well, I guess you would say, scared. As I've said, nothing seemed to scare dad so seeing that look on his face made us all stand there uncertain. Outside, standing in profile, looking right back at us, and showing no fear, this thing showed no fear at all. In fact, I remember thinking that it was angry, but it just looked mean. It was a canine, certainly not a dog. It looked like a hyena from the front shoulders to the head, the back end was way smaller than the front shoulders and head. I do not remember seeing a tail. The fur was odd, sparse and shaggy looking. It just didn't look like fur. It's hard to explain. The snout was not long and narrow, it was stubby but big. The whole body was huge. From its back end to its head, it was almost the width of our porch. This would put it at least 7 feet long. It was huge. It stood looking in at us, then looked out towards our barn then back at us again, then just simply, and very slowly, 
walked a few steps, then it took off. It was so fast, it was like seeing a blur of color, then it was gone. We all just stood there, then mom asked dad what it was, and dad yelled for us all to get upstairs. He stayed up all that night, never went outside to check the animals, never even opened the door. Oddly enough, we never talked about it. Nobody ever mentioned it again. I wish I had more information to give you. However, this does give you a possible timestamp. I spent most of my life up there, in that area, and it was a unique area for sure. Many things happened up there that were unexplained, and I was glad to move away when I was 33. I do still live in the Clearfield area, but no more thick forests. I hope this helps a bit. Hey everybody, I just discovered this subreddit and I'd like to share an encounter I had in 2005 or 2006. I was 10 or 11 years old at the time, and it happened on my grandparents' property, out in the country near Denmark, which is southeast of Green Bay. The land out there is a lot of farmland with patches of woods. My grandparents own a few acres of land, and in the far right corner of their yard there's a thick patch of woods and swamp that goes on for a bit before hitting another farm field. I was standing on the back deck, shooting cans with my BB gun. It was a hot and muggy morning in July, and all morning outside I just had a really eerie feeling that I couldn't shake. It was like I was being watched, but every time I'd look around the yard I never saw anything. I just kept going back to shooting cans when I felt the feeling again. I started scanning the tree line of the woods this time, and that's when I saw it. It was standing next to a tree, and it was absolutely massive. When I got older, I went back to that tree and tried to get an estimate on the height. I'd say it was seven to seven and a half feet tall. The only way I can compare the body is to that of Arnold Schwarzenegger's. It's unreal how big its shoulders, arms, and chest were. It was covered in gray fur that was really shaggy and thick on its shoulders and down parts of its body. I know when people describe dogmen, you hear a lot of it looked like a timber wolf standing on two legs, or it had the head of a German shepherd. This was not that at all. The head and face looked like werewolves. It had pointed ears on top of its head, its eyes were yellow and almost seemed to glow even in the daylight. It was snarling with its lips open, it almost seemed to be smiling. The look and smile on this thing's face was pure evil. Sinister is the only way I can describe it. I don't recall if it had a tail or not, and I feel like the legs looked like those of a human's and not bent like a dog's, but I was mostly looking at the head and body. After what had to be only about 10 seconds but felt like hours, without warning, it broke eye contact with me, and took off sprinting to its right. It went through some really thick brush, emerged farther down the tree line, and took off into the woods. The thing is, no one could see what it was clear in the time that it did. It was seconds before it ran probably a good 50 to 60 yards, and it was all thick brush through there. Being absolutely terrified, I went back into the house and didn't go outside the rest of the day. My aunt came up to me later and said, I heard some strange things outside last night. I've been meaning to tell you, but I didn't want to freak you out. I didn't tell her what I saw, thinking she'd think I was crazy or making it up, 
but I insisted she tell me. She said she heard a loud growling and snarling while walking around the house the previous night, unlike anything she'd ever heard before. I still visit my grandparents quite often and haven't seen anything since. I haven't heard of any other reports from the area, but I know there was a Bigfoot road crossing just down the road back in the 60s or 70s. I was driving west on Morgan Run, near Lubbock Lane in Monongalia County, West Virginia. This is close to Cheat Lake. It happened on June 8th, around 7.30 p.m. I was on my way back to my friend's house. After I drove past Lubbock Lane, I noticed a tall figure moving out, then back into the trees. I wasn't driving fast, so I got a good look at it, though it's still hard for me to believe what I saw. It turned back and looked at me. I swear it was a wolf standing on two legs. The head was huge with dark long hair. The body was almost like that of a powerful man, but it still had the characteristics of a wolf. I didn't get a good look at the legs, but they were definitely shaped like a wolf's. Very muscular arms with human-like hands and very long fingers or claws. When it looked at me, the eyes seemed to twinkle or shine as the head moved. The face was a wolf's face. Same snout and ears with a thick neck. I believe it had something in the right hand, but the body blocked it from my view. It just looked at me for a few seconds and then took a few steps into the brush. That was all I saw. I found some of the sightings reported to you on Google. I didn't notice any from West Virginia, but since this is near Pennsylvania, I thought you may be interested. I haven't talked to anyone about this. This beast looked evil, and I'm not really sure I should have reported this. But it would be interesting if others had reported seeing something like this in the same area. The witness asked that I not post anything until we talked. I called the witness, J.M., this morning and picked up a few more details. The witness lives in Tennessee and was visiting a friend at the time this sighting occurred. As far as J.M. could tell, the hair was black and dark gray, long around the head and that there was a distinct mane that ran down its back. The waist and torso were stockier and more muscular than most other reports we have received. JM estimates the height to be at least 7 feet he emphasized how large the head and neck were, telling me it reminded him of a Spanish fighting bull without the horns. This location is 3 to 4 miles south of the WVPA line, Fayette County. I live in a town called Montague here in West Michigan. It is about an hour to an hour and a half as a crow flies southwest of both Big Rapids and Reed City. I live with my father on the family farm that sits on 30 acres of woods, creek, and marshlands. All of my encounters came this year, 2016, from February to about a month or so ago, October. The first came on or about the 8th of February, 2016 at approximately 3.52 a.m. A heavy winter storm was hitting the area with some nasty weather. I was up early to get a jump on the snow shoveling, so the driveway was accessible for the propane delivery guy later that morning. As I was about halfway down the driveway, I heard a loud splash in the creek to the south, about 25 yards away. Thinking it was a deer or two, I jumped. 
I stopped shoveling and scanned the creek and wood line for any movement. As I scanned the creek, I came to the wood line and saw this pair of yellow slash amber eyes about seven and a half to eight feet tall, standing right next to a huge oak tree. It took off with a super burst of speed to the west. It then leapt into the air, and all I heard for the next few seconds was the treetops clanging against one another. It was like he was riding the treetops. I stood there for the next few minutes, questioning my sanity. For the six to seven seconds I saw this creature, it stood seven and a half to eight feet tall, and stood on two legs that looked like a dog's hind legs. That big wolf-like head, with a snout and ears that resembled those of a German shepherd, and those eyes of yellow amber in color. Sighting 2. The second sighting came on or about March 24th, at approximately 2.38 pm. I had decided to walk up the creek in clear brush. I always carry a firearm with me on these occasions. I had gotten about 450 yards up the creek that flows through the entire acreage of the property. It was strange to me how completely quiet, or as I say, dead the woods were. I always jump something up, whether it's a deer, turkey, or ducks that are always there. I didn't even hear any birds, which was really strange. I rounded a bend in the creek when up ahead, about 55 yards away, was what looked to be the back of a black bear that was digging into the bank of the creek. As I was setting my firearm down on one of the little islands in the creek, I snapped a branch and it stopped completely what it was doing. I froze and watched as this thing stood up on two legs and started to turn around towards me. It stood eight feet tall and had a huge wolf-like head, the snout and ears of a dog, and all black fur. In the first encounter, the creature's fur was gray in color with some white, but this one was all black. It kept glancing over to the east and back towards me. It had not yet seen me. It put its snout into the air and looked like it was sniffing the wind. I'm completely freaked out at this point and reached to pick up my firearm to get out of the area quickly when there was a splash up the creek. I looked up and now this thing was on all four legs. It still stood five to five and a half feet tall. At this point, I don't want to run out of fear that it will give chase, so I stay frozen. It looked at me and snarled, and I thought it was sizing me up. Then all of a sudden it looked to the east, back at me one more time, and took two giant leaps toward the east, and onto the bank of the creek. That's about a 25-foot distance. It then jumps towards the treetops and disappears to the east. I stood there in total disbelief. I got home and my mind just kept racing. So I decided to confide in my father about what I had seen, and he looked at me as if I were an alien said I was crazy and I should get my head checked out. I know what I saw. Encounter 3, the third and final encounter came on May 29th, at 8.52 pm. My dad and I were having a fire down by the creek, and we were getting low on wood. He asked if I could go get more wood for the fire from behind the pole barn. I hesitated and said in a few minutes. I was afraid of those woods, which is something I thought I would never say. After about 10 minutes, I start to make my way towards the back of the pole barn. It's just about dark and I keep hearing this rustling and a lower growl, like dogs are playing, and when I reach the back of the barn, it stops. I lit a cigarette and looked out into the woods, which were 10 yards away. Again, 
The woods had gone completely silent. It was eerie. Then there was a sound like a zipper being zipped up. It was about 30 yards to the south. I waited for a minute and decided to look out to where I heard the sound. As I glanced to my right, I saw something move. It is just about completely dark, and there is a stench in the air that is absolutely putrid. It smelled of rotten guts and urine. I figured it was a rotten carcass of a dead animal. And then, as I was shining my flashlight, a deep guttural growl, like a raccoon would make, came from the area I had heard the rustling sound. So I shone my light over towards the sound and I saw eyes about five and a half feet off of the ground. The eyes were red in color and were very shiny. It really didn't freak me out, as a lot of critters have red eyes when exposed to light. Then this thing stood up on two legs. This thing was really tall, eight to eight and a half feet. It growled again and literally turned around and walked away to the south. I thought I had pooped myself. I came back home and my dad asked where was the wood? I said I didn't feel well and was going to bed. I went out the next day to look around the area where I heard the noise. I found only a deer skin. The rest of the deer was gone, including the head. Also, two neighbors of mine have heard very eerie howls coming from my family's woods, saying they only come at dusk. They have been in the area for 50 plus years and said they have never heard a sound like the one that they heard. Also, my friend's cat, Albert, was trapped 60 feet up in a tree for three days during that storm that hit here just recently and refused to come down. It took tree cutting experts with a bucket to get him back. The rescuers said the cat hissed at them, did not cooperate with the rescue, and was shaking uncontrollably. And one more thing. I set apples out for the deer every week and noticed the other day that all the apples were gone, and a rock was in every place where there was an apple. I have a trail cam in the area as I write this, so hopefully I can get some pics to you. I also discovered some. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tracks that resemble those of a large wolf. There used to be deer around here all the time. We had a herd of 50 or so. It's like they disappeared. Now you're lucky to see one or two. It's been really strange around here for the past couple of years, and I don't know what to think about it. In all three of my encounters, the thing I saw reminded me of a werewolf. I no longer go near the woods. I was told by a family member that a lot of the wooded acreage is Indian burial grounds. I don't tell many people about this because I'm afraid of being laughed at or called crazy. I was born and raised in Pottstown, Pennsylvania and currently live here. The sighting was an hour west of Philadelphia and half an hour away from Valley Forge. I ran into your FB page through Weird Pennsylvania or something similar to that, which led me to the webpage Phantoms and Monsters. I was reading some things and saw where people who had experienced encounters and sightings could email you with their stories. I've had two experiences where I've seen things that I cannot explain. I'll start with the most recent. Last year, a friend and I went for a ride to catch up with our friend. It was in March 2020, on a Saturday night, and it just so happened to be the weekend when the quarantine started. We were en route 422 around midnight, and it was odd because that highway is usually pretty busy on a Saturday night. But that night we saw maybe three cars within a 30-minute ride. So we finished visiting our friend and started to make our way back home. It was around 3 a.m. and we were going westbound on Route 422, and again we were pretty much the only car on the road. There's a grass patch that divides the eastbound and westbound highways. We were in the fast lane between the Collegeville and Royersford exits when all of a sudden we passed something to the left of us in the grass. We couldn't see it until we were right up on it and only caught a glimpse of it for a second. This thing looked like it was on all fours, maybe eating roadkill or something, but unfortunately I could only see it from like the waist slash hips down. It was much bigger than a deer and had long unkempt or straggly orangish reddish fur, kind of like the color of a red fox but a little lighter in color. The legs on this thing really got to me. It had canine-like legs but they were huge and muscular. It just had that shape that instantly told me this thing was not something I wanted to FCK with. 
The legs look like the drawings I've seen of werewolves or something evil. Something told me that this thing could walk on two legs also. After we passed it, I asked my friend who was driving, did you see that? He replied, yeah. I asked him, what was that? He replied, I don't know. Neither of us brought it up again during that ride because I think we were just trying to process what the hell we had just seen and didn't want to sound crazy. When I got home, I told my boyfriend about it, and he has no idea what kind of animal that lives around here that it could have been. Next time I saw my friend, who had been driving that night, we both agreed that whatever we saw did not fit the description of any animal in the area and that it was scary looking. He calls it the beast. A couple months later, another friend was leaving my house and heard something across the street making a low guttural growling noise, which scared him straight to his car and out of there. He was an animal control officer for years and said nothing around here would make that noise. Then, about a month after that, my boyfriend was taking out the trash. When he got to the front door, he heard something scratching at the door and sniffing loudly. He said it sounded like a pig grunt, but obviously it wasn't a pig. This past October, my friend was sitting in his car in my driveway waiting for me to come outside. I noticed his doors were locked when I went to get in the car. He said he heard something that sounded kind of human but didn't know what it was and it scared him. Once I got in his car, I told him everything I just wrote here and I ended my story by saying, a few months ago I saw something on Route 422 and before I could say anything else, he said, I saw it too. So I asked what color it was and he described the exact same fur I saw. Then he said, when I saw it, it was running on two legs across the highway and once it saw my car, it took off really fast like nothing around here would be able to. My heart was beating so hard listening to him tell me this because I knew he wasn't making it up. I was glad someone else saw this thing. He doesn't know what it was but said it was about 7 to 8 tall and looked nefarious. He agreed that its legs looked evil. He saw it around the same time of year as me, and it was about the same time of night too. I drive this highway all the time and look for it every time, but I haven't seen it again. That's about it for that story. I always wonder if any other people saw this and what the hell it was. I'm from Henderson, Nevada. I did call to talk about the fact that I saw AI live in a subdivision in Henderson, and there are like railroad tracks in the back of my house. I have someone living on each side, and I have someone at the front, so, like, each side. I'm near the railroad track, right up to my backyard. So we often have people walking along there. When something does happen, it's never like having cops on both sides zooming in with their lights and sirens. So I was being my usual nosy self and wondering what was going on. So I'm looking over my wall. I got a little stepladder. I saw that they were looking at something with a spotlight, like trying to find it or whatever. Then, what I saw the first thing that popped into my head was werewolf. Now I don't know what an actual werewolf would look like, but that's what popped into my head. Immediately, I grabbed my cat and put it inside. I don't want to say I threw it, but I put the cat inside, went back out and I saw the spotlight going back and forth in this thing. It was like a hunched back, like, kinda like a chupacabra would be, 
hunched over. But when I looked around, the first thing that came to mind was werewolf. Never heard of it either. Whatever happened, they went away and nothing was in the newspaper. Obviously, they're not going to say werewolf found in Henderson. I don't think so. The night of our encounter was not long after I bought the car. My friend Sean and I were out driving around the local towns and villages, playing some tunes on the cassette and generally just cruising about. It must have been late because it was dark by the time we passed through the small coastal village of Cresswell, Northumberland, so I'm assuming it was around 23 hours. I remember we were heading SW from Cresswell to Ellington on Cresswell Road, having just passed the entrance to the caravan site on our left. I had not yet had the opportunity to test the extra fog lights on the front of the vehicle, and I wanted to see how bright they were in the dark. Sean was looking in the glove compartment for a different cassette, and I told him I was going to switch the fogs on. We were coming up to a slight right-hand bend. There was a six-foot wall with dense foliage on our left and a normal hedgerow bordering a field to our right. That was when I saw something run out in the middle of the road. I wasn't going very fast, probably 30 miles per hour maximum, and had ample time to slow down so as not to hit it, even to stop, but I'm not sure I did. I think I just crawled the car towards it as I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It had run out onto the road from my right and had stopped in the middle of the road looking directly at the car. It stood on its hind legs, which were joined at the knee at the back like a horse or dog, and was covered in thick, mousy gray slash brown fur about two to three inches long. It hung its upper arms by its sides and held its forearms out in front of it with its hands and long fingers dangling at the wrist. They may have been long hands or long fingers, but I remember the hands from the wrist to the fingers as being very long. It had one foot in front of the other, as if in mid-step, as it seemed I had caught it by surprise, and while its body was still facing in the direction it was traveling, the head was facing the car. I remember the eyes which reflected the light back at me as being perfectly round and a green slash yellow color, much like that of a cat's eyes when caught in the light. It stood about five to six feet tall but was hunched over. Even then, I'd say it wouldn't have been over six feet tall stood erect. It had what seemed to have a very muscular body, not big or bulky, more wiry with powerful limbs, a thick chest and a small waist. It also had a short tail. Maybe four to five inches long, definitely not as long as most dogs. Personally, I'd describe it as more like a goat's tail. After seeing this, I mainly searched for sightings of satyrs in the region as this was the closest thing I could relate it to. Its head and face were like that of a dog or goat, as in not flat like a human face, but with a muzzle and quite large ears. I do not remember seeing any teeth and it did not have horns. The whole encounter could not have lasted more than a few seconds. I assume it regained its composure after being caught off guard as it took off over the six-foot wall and through the foliage atop that in a single bound. Although I often drive by the same area, I have never seen it again. As for how I felt, I was shocked at first, like when someone gives you a fright. I shouted, Sean, Sean. To make sure he was looking as he was fishing around in the glove box for a tape. I just couldn't take it all in. 
After it had gone, we were still going slowly. We were looking back to where it had disappeared, and I felt terrified. I've always considered myself a fairly macho type and not easily scared, but there was no chance of me getting out of that car to follow it. In fact, as we drove on a ways, there was a guy walking his dog farther up the road, maybe half a mile, and for a moment I considered telling him not to go down that way. We slowed down, but we honestly didn't know what the hell to say, and we decided he was far enough away from it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So we just kept going. We were still really shaken up at this point. Oh, and I forgot to mention that neither myself nor Sean were under the influence of alcohol or drugs. It's very hard to talk about, as quite frankly, most people don't believe it. I wasn't sure if you would, or even do, as I imagine you must get a few folks who try and pull your leg. But, hand on heart, all I have said is true to the very best of my knowledge. I want you to know that. I can't tell you how excited I was when I found out someone else had seen it and I could actually put a name to the creature. I just thought I'd warn you. There are skinwalkers in Northern California. It's carefully spoken of because they don't want to create fear. There have been tribal police that have seen these skinwalkers slash shape changers. They appear to take the shape of foxes the most. There are some stories, but like everything, you can't speak too much about the supernatural because you might be labeled as crazy. On my uncle's property, his work hand saw a big gray coyote running along a creek bed. When it turned to look at them, it had eyes like a man. That freaked them out. A neighbor boy said he was outside playing with his remote control car when a fox came up to the fence. He said it was like walking on two legs. He ran into the house and told his dad. When he showed the dad where the fox was standing, the dad found small human footprints where the boy said it was. These are non-native neighbors, but they believe something strange was by the fence. 
My hunting partner said one night he was coming back from rabbit hunting when he saw something looking at him in a tree. He thought it was just a raccoon because it had a black mask across its eyes. Then it jumped down from the tree and stared right at him. It didn't have pointy ears or fur. He said it had grayish skin and hands like a person. Then it went behind the tree really fast before he could get a better look at its face. He didn't see any striped tails like raccoons have. I've read some of the stories about skinwalkers, and I know they are around here. It's true. So, as a kid, I lived in a trailer by some pretty thick woods. One night, looking up from my window, I think I saw two shadows creeping up from the bottom, then stopping at the top of the window pane. Just as slowly, a head slowly makes its way up the middle with no discernible features except two large, bright, yellow eyes staring straight at me. I, of course, ran screaming, and when my parents shooed me back in, there was nothing to be seen, but even to this day, I'm 24, I was in pre-preschool then, I hate looking out windows at night. I have to close the blinds and make sure they are angled so nothing can peer in at me. All this and I live on the top floor of my apartment building. When I was younger, 16 or 17, I think, I had an encounter with something strange in the forest near Danbury, Wisconsin. My background on me is that I am 6 feet 4 inches and athletic. I am a hunter, camper, and martial artist, generally a survivalist. I was naive and didn't give nature the proper level of respect, I was basically a cocky teenager who felt invincible. Our cabin had been on Long Lake in Danbury, Wisconsin. I was there on vacation with my cousin and grandparents. It was a nice and hot summer day, and we had decided to play airsoft. I took airsoft really seriously. I wore a full BDU woodland with a camouflage mask even. My cousin just wore jeans and a t-shirt. We had a battle which I took into the woods where I felt comfortable. We were about 150 meters into the forest when we stopped. Then I decided to tease my cousin. I shushed him and said we were being watched jokingly. Unfortunately, it turned out to not be much of a joke, because I immediately noticed that the woods were dead quiet, which only happens when a large predator is around. I was on edge very quickly. Next, the feeling of being watched hit hard, so I started scanning the surrounding area. Then I saw it. The whitish teeth gave it away. What I saw was at the edge of a clearing about 40 meters from us, crouched and holding on to a tree with its left hand. It was panting and watching us with its ears up. It had reddish-brown hair or fur and looked canine. In my head, it clicked as a werewolf. I said to my cousin we have to go and he bolted. I still had my eyes on it when my cousin started sprinting. The creature charged. It ran on two legs for maybe 10 feet and then dropped to all fours. Then I turned and sprinted. I could hear it crashing through the woods behind. Once back at the cabin, we discussed it. It's still unclear if my cousin saw it. I told him I thought it was a bear to not freak him out, but I know bears. It wasn't a bear. I started doing research on these things after my encounter, which brought me to many dogman-related sites. 
What I saw coincides with other people's sightings. I am now far better about respecting nature, and I am extremely cautious about the forests. If I go into nature alone, I am always armed, but I prefer to not be alone. Always trust your senses. I did just the other day see a black streak past the woods. It looked like a dog, but the two dogs at the barn were up at the house at the time. The only thing I can think of is our former trainer's black dog died earlier this year and they used to run that tree line. Last year, around the time of year you described, it was late in the day and the sun was going down. I was riding my horse outside and remember being very uneasy. There was something not right about the back pasture. It was an area next to the pasture that was bordering on a swamp and a corn field. The horses in that pasture were crowded on the far end from where I was getting bad vibes from, and my guy was getting uneasy too. Nothing happened, of course, just a very strange feeling. I remember running back to my car in the dark that night and gunning it out. Normally, I feel very at ease there at any time of day. It was summertime. My childhood had a great group of very normal everyday kids, and we played war a lot with each other. Normally, about six of us played together through the day, with kids rotating back home for chores etc. This particular Saturday we decided to play war behind the Alto Elementary School in the woods and creek area. Anyways, I was trying to get into the woods ahead of the other kids before they showed up, to have the advantage. We were using squirt guns and water balloons. It was like 10 AM. As soon as I ran into the woods, which I knew very well this was my stomping grounds, literally I felt uneasy, like I was being watched, not by a friend, either. This feeling lingered and got stronger and stronger, like whatever was watching me was moving closer. In this small stretch of woods, there was a creek behind me that ran the length of the woods. There is a train trestle slash railroad tracks as well. I was crouched in the tall grass facing the playground and the road when I heard a splash and very fast movement going behind me. I jumped because I was startled at the height and suddenness of the shadow flashing behind me. When I whipped around, I saw a large black and gray wolf-like creature that was running down the creek bed bank alongside the creek behind me. It was shifting from four to two legs and jumped after about three seconds into the brush away from me into the trees. It seemed to have disappeared, and I didn't hear it, anymore. I was a country-slash-woodsy kid. I had no comprehension other than fear for what I saw at that moment. I ran home, which wasn't far, about one quarter mile. I didn't tell anybody what I saw. I was afraid of being teased or made fun of by other people. When I ran into my house and got to my bedroom, it had only been like a few minutes, but I remember thinking it resembled the werewolves and the howling, a movie I had seen a few years before that. It was, I'd guess, 7 to 8 feet tall and weighed a very muscular 300 pounds its head resembled a timber wolf with long canines and clawed hands, its legs bent backwards like a canine. It glanced back at me. It didn't want me to see it. It didn't smell at all. Its face was not feral or ferocious, its eyes were blue. Its presence was powerful, overwhelming. 
My neighborhood friends thought it was odd that I didn't go out of my own yard for several days. I had childhood asthma though, so they assumed it was my issue when they didn't see me much. I used that excuse when my family wondered why I was so homebound. I never told a soul what I saw for fear of not being believed. I stayed close to my friends when we played, but I didn't go near that creek stretch of woods for three to four years. And never alone. I was an 11-year-old kid then. I remember thinking about it quite a bit over the summer, but fear of not being believed kept me from telling my friends and family what happened behind the school I attended. I was glad that middle school was coming for me that fall. I remember my concern that I was going to see this creature elsewhere that we played in the Alto area, but I didn't. Over the next few years, I rationalized to myself that I didn't know really what I saw and the wolf-like creature image in my memory was better left there. The Roof Wolf flashback to 2008. I'm 33 years old. My profession at this time was as a personal fitness trainer, and recreational bodybuilding was my lifestyle. We resided in a quaint house about a mile north of Lowell, Michigan. It had a very pretty, welcoming woodsy area behind our home and we all enjoyed walking the trails in the woods behind it as well. It's wintertime 2009. There's a blizzard of snow outside. All of my family was sound asleep. We wake up to a large thud sound on the roof of our home, like the weight of a person moving around on the roof of our one-story home. There is a lot of scraping noises and a slow, deliberate walking sound. This goes on for about a minute. My girlfriend, our children, and myself are genuinely spooked by this phenomenon happening on the roof. I recall vividly that all of us were utterly silent, huddled in the hallway looking intently at each other and up at the ceiling from all of the loud creaking and scraping sounds. I don't own guns, but I certainly felt it was a good idea to grab my machete that was in the closet. That was when I realized the dread feeling in my gut was the exact same feeling I had years ago with the wolf-like creature from my youth. As I struggled with this realization, I quietly crept up to the back slider door, machete in hand. I had genuine fear for my girlfriend and children but kept it to myself. They were still huddled and scared, watching me sneak outside. Please know that I'm rather a fearless man for the most part. I ever so quietly sneak outside. It's snowing hard with big flakes outside, and it's eerily quiet. I'm crouched in my pajamas at the back of the house. I'm holding my breath, looking up at the roof, listening. Slowly, the clawed hands and timber wolf face with piercing blue eyes peer over the roof down at me. It's the exact same creature I saw in my youth. We stare at each other blankly for a few seconds. There definitely was a weird sense of recognition between the creature and me four inches those moments. I was physically shocked because the creature was only a good eight feet or so away from me on the roof of my home. It leaps from the roof about 30 feet into our backyard. It lands on all fours and then runs on two legs back into the tree line in what seems like a blur. It's standing there at the tree line looking at me. The contrast between the snow and its size and fur makes it easy to spot. I hold still while the wolf-like creature and myself stare each other down. We stare at each other for, I'm guessing, a minute. My adrenaline surged in that split second. 
My fear of this creature turned to anger because it was disturbing my life and my family. I made a decision as my anger grew, a reckless one, the voice, I yelled a loud angry noise and charged, machete in hand, directly at it. Pathetically, it took me like 15 seconds to run the distance the creature had in like 2 minutes. The wolf-like creature didn't budge, move, or anything. It just stood there watching me run at it. It appeared mildly amused, its facial expression almost a smirk. As I got within about 30 feet, I heard audibly in my head, don't. It's a deep, loud voice. I swear the sheer volume of the voice stopped me dead in my run from the creature. I was instantly physically calm, confused and still afraid of the creature, but my fear of it was different for me. Its presence was still overwhelming to me. At this moment, I realized this creature is intelligent. I dropped the machete in a physical plea, a gesture to not be harmed. I backed away in slow, deliberate steps backwards, still facing it. If it chose to be violent, it could easily kill or harm me from its physical appearance. After a few seconds, it turned and walked calmly about 30 feet into the woods. Its presence faded and it felt like it wasn't ever there. I went back to my residence, looking over my shoulder the whole time. I was so bewildered. It was a very vivid, surreal feeling. My reality had been spun like a top. I go back inside, but I keep looking out the slider towards the woods. I announce, it's gone, girls. My girlfriend, age 31, her daughter, 10, and my daughter, 11, walk into the dining room area from the hallway, asking questions in quiet voices. I hug our daughters, telling them it's late. It was just an animal that ran off. They reluctantly buy it. My girlfriend and I whisper about what happened earlier. It turns out she saw it about a month ago, which made sense to me. She had called me while I was running errands early in the evening. She sounded upset and scared. I was at, a store, only a mile from our residence. I was home in like three minutes. When I got into the house, she said she lied and chalked it off to the neighbor's big Rottweiler. That was when I admitted my knowledge of the creature. Our daughters slept, but we really didn't. It was simply crazy. Something that crosses my mind every once in a while is a weird experience I had as a child. I must have been 8 or 11 when I was talking to my friend in our apartment complex in broad daylight and saw a huge animal that resembled a wolf but much, much bigger. In Tacoma, Washington. I'd say maybe between 2009 and 2011. I knew it wasn't normal. In fact, I stood there shocked the whole time I saw it. It was staring at me like it wanted me to see it. It's almost as if it had something to tell me and was trying to communicate with me. I had a feeling it didn't want me to be scared, and I wasn't, just in complete shock as I locked eyes with it. All it did was slowly walk by until it disappeared around the corner. I would say it was maybe 5 feet in height, very large but not too much visible muscle, pitch black, with bright yellow or red eyes. If you've watched Twilight, it looked very similar to that size slash body. I don't think it's a dog man as its body didn't look human to me or hunched backed, but also it was so long ago I can hardly remember specific details. 
It was walking on four legs, not two. I remember when I finally snapped out of it. I struggled to tell my friend what I just saw as she had her back turned from the direction I saw it. I gathered all my friends in the complex so we could go look for it, but we found nothing. It's bothered me ever since. I have a weird feeling as if I had a connection to this creature and just want to know what it could have been.